0: Hello and welcome to the Pop Increase Podcast. So uh, this podcast is run by me, Alankrit, you call me Alan and we have uh, Ani with us. Hello. Yeah, um, so we just like decided to join the bandwagon of making podcasts, it seems to be a trend nowadays. So Ani, how how does it feel to be on a podcast and finally start one of our own?
1: Uh, I've tried. Multiple times to do it in college, although that was supposed to be like a comedy podcast, which is mm-hmm. infinitely harder to, to pull out. So
0: yeah. I, think,
1: I think I'm think i feeling a little more comfortable starting now
0: with this. I guess we also have the advantage of not having to be funny and just trying to speak sports to <laughs> the best of our knowledge. Uh, so, yeah, um, continuing on, uh, this is the IPL season now. We already had a belter of a first game. So, uh, today, as we both are CSK fans, it's pretty much a no-brainer to guess what the topic is. Um, yeah, we're not doing a preview of CSK of sorts because like, there have been too many previews out there. So, we thought we'd do something a bit more targeted to what CSK would uh, need immediately. Uh, Because CSK and like almost all teams in the IPL this year, they're not playing any home games. And CSK as a team are historically known to be home track bullies. So, uh, now that they're in a neutral venue for the second year running, but this time back home in India. We want to see how CSK would fare in their first few games where they play at the Wonkade, which is the fortress of the current champions. Mumbai Indians. So uh, our first topic is going to see how CSK can adapt to the Wankhede. And we have tried to see how Mumbai Indians would first line up in the Wankhede. And for that, I think it would be pertinent to see how they fared in the Wankhede in 2019.
1: So I think one thing before we get into like the stats and the strategy that CSK might employ. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to like remember that despite Mumbai's loss yesterday, that they're like not only the defending champions, arguably, uh, you know, that was the greatest 2020 team we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And also, and I think they're defending two-time champions, right? So they've won two in a row. They could potentially three-peat and they are the favorite. They're still incredibly strong and win maybe you know, four championships in five years, maybe be the first, like, legitimate dynasty that the IPL has seen. So mm-hmm. the the fact that uh, Chennai and a, a few other teams will be playing a lot of their games in the market is, is actually quite daunting, you know, so it's, it's, it's a pretty uphill task, I think,
0: this season. True. Yeah. I agree with you. Because um, if you look at the Mumbai Indian squad, they are prepped to play anywhere anywhere in the world. like It's not that they'll only be prepped to play at the Wonka Day. Like, they have a 23-24 man squad which has all bases covered. Like There's not many teams in the IPL or all around the world also who can say that they'll be as good both home and away or even in neutral venues because Mumbai's done it neutral or not, home or not. They've just gone and they've kept winning trophies. And if you look at the 2019 season, they were pretty dominant both at home and away too. How did, how did they fare at the Wonka Day in, in 2019? As we all know, Wankhede is a pretty high scoring venue and Mumbai did uh, pack themselves for that. They did have a lineup that would go out and put on those big scores. And it showed. Because if you look at their scores in the Wankhede in 2019, their power play average for the first innings, was forty-seven, which is not—it's not something that's great. It's—it's it's there and thereabouts. An average power play score, and right? they haven't lost most wickets. But when they finished an innings, they were around one seventy-five, and they only lost half their batting side. So there was potential to also get more runs if it was available, because they still had maybe one or two batsmen in the hub before they could go out and bring the bowlers into the play. So. When you look at how innings have been going at the Wankhede, it's it's been a pretty high-scoring affair. So do you think that CSK have the quality in them to match what Mumbai has been doing?
1: Uh, perhaps. I mean, there's a lot of asterisks because a lot of CSK players we haven't seen in a while. Uh, the thing with Mumbai and Wankhede is Wankhede being a, a fairly typical Indian ground, you know. Uh, it's a it's a batting friendly ground, not too big. Uh they have the personnel to you know take advantage of that. Uh, you look lower down the order, they just they've got guys that can muscle it for six. Uh and upper uh, and in the top order, they've got guys that can, you know, that have excellent timing and sort of can finesse shots for six. Uh Chennai, uh the ceiling for Chennai is yes, they can do really well at the 1K because you know they've got They've got a solid batting lineup. They've got a decent number of options at this point. Uh, but the the key thing is form because uh, mm. a lot of these guys are old. They they haven't played a lot of limited overs cricket recently. Uh, and, you know, uh, the thing with the IPL also is that uh, more than most other tournaments, you're like a slave to form because it's mm. a two-month cycle in the middle of the year, right? So you're not getting a big sample size and, you know, you've got 14 games or maybe even less if you're an overseas player to try and find your form. So the, the floor for Chennai is, you know, we just completely kind of, uh, you know, completely, you know, uh, waste the potential that this team has and not, you know, score high enough runs. And perhaps we'd need some of the, the bowling to bail the team out. But uh, if a, a few key players who are, you know, Honestly, big question marks if they click for even half of the season, I think you know Chennai would be pretty well equipped to, uh, you know, take advantage of the conditions of the long career.
0: Yeah, I, I agree because, like, there was also an uh, interesting point that you made that a lot of these players haven't played any limited overs cricket recently. I would also add that a lot of players in Chennai haven't even played any type of cricket recently, like, if you take a look at their the captain, uh, Dhoni's just been hitting the nets for the past one or two months. So, would just net practice be enough? That's that's a big question mark on a lot of players actually in the squad. Jareja, who last played cricket in the India Australia series, has been out injured. Unfortunately, he's he's probably the star Indian player in the lineup after Shardul Thakur or before Shardul Thakur. But they're they're the two star Indian players in this lineup. And then there's the the stars of the past few years like Dhoni and Raina and who, who people would usually want and hope to take the team a long way. But it's, it's a big question mark to see if they will do well.
1: I think Dhoni is like an interesting place to start. Like I think he is really the key for this team. Because mm. uh, even like before he retired, like late-era MS Dhoni. Uh, trying to figure out which series he really finds form in was kind of difficult to predict you know sometimes he would just go on a, an absolute tear uh, like there was that one australia 2020 series uh, and even before last year the two ipls before that uh, ms dhoni was easily the best batsman for csk yeah. uh, and and so there, there so there was there's always like you know uh, you never really know what version of Dhoni you're getting, especially now. But I think he's the key because if, we, if we're if we getting even like 75 to 80% of what we were getting, you know, two years ago, then I think that's a significant number of games that he can even like single-handedly uh, make us win. And I think the problem with Dhoni last year was even the matches that are like his bread and butter where it's like, you know, low scoring and, you know, he, he has to like pace the innings perfectly mm-hmm. and, you know, he can just coolly take it deep and then then smash it. He wasn't even able to do that. He wasn't he wasn't even able to take it deep. He was often you know yeah. just staying around for two three overs and then getting out. So he is really the key person. And you know if he clicks, uh, because you can play him almost anywhere. And it's I, I one another thing I find very confusing is where Dhoni decides to go because sometimes you know he'll make the really bold choice to go above Virat Singh in the World Cup finals. Mm-hmm. And then other times he'll decide to go at number seven, number eight behind Shardul Thakur and uh, Deepak Chahar. So it's, uh, it, it's it's kind of weird to see. I, I'm very interested to see where Dhoni puts himself. I think I would like to see him try at least a few games where he uh, gives himself a lot of time, maybe comes in at number four, more than 10 hours left. Or, you know, at least gives him a little bit of time, gives himself a little bit of time to settle. Uh, but uh, so I'd like to see him try that, but uh, given the personnel, that might not be the case. So yeah, Dhoni is the one that I have all the questions for.
0: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point again, because if you, if you look at how CSK went to the finals in 2019, when the IPL was last in India, it was so that, that was the last good season CSK had. Dhoni was like a big performer for the team. He was the highest run scorer for the team. He scored about 416 runs. Uh, so yeah, when Dhoni does well, CSK does well like that. It's it's a it's a tradition. But coming back to the Wanke Day, uh when when Mumbai got their good starts and when Mumbai scored big, there was always someone who was the focal point of that, and that was Quintin Dickok. He was up in the batting order, he, he smashed the bowlers in the power play. And we know how Quinton decock plays, he loves to play free-flowing shots. He he scored 529 runs for Mumbai in the IPL in 2019 and he was literally blitzcragging through the power play. There were a lot of innings where Mumbai did really well in the power play, uh, both chasing and when they are setting a target. So, who do you think that person can be for Chennai or do they have someone like Quinton De Kock in their squad to give them those fast starts in the power play?
1: I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, there's no one-to-one. I think Moinali Ali comes the closest, even although I'm not entirely sure he'll open uh, because he's a floater guy, floater guy. You can play him anywhere. Um, you know, if if we look, I'm looking at the the depth chart and I'm looking at the potential openers they have. All of them: Robin Uthappa, Faf, Rituraj Gaekwad, Ambati Raidu, All four of them are not necessarily. Uh, I would say, you know. Uh, not necessarily known for super high strikers. They are all obviously capable of it. I think Faf as an opener generally takes a little bit of time to get settled. I think I really like Faf as an opener to Chase and because he can pace the innings really well. I think um, Ambati Raidu potentially there were like flashes last season
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where he was playing at number four. He was kind of playing all, all over the order but there were flashes last season and the season that Chennai last won. Which was uh, in uh, 2018, right? Yeah, that's that season. I think uh, Watson was a little more, you know, a little more reserved at the beginning, and uh, Raidu was, you know, he was not hitting sixes out of the park, but he was timing the ball really well. He was getting settled very quickly, so he could potentially be that. Uh, Rituraj Gaikwad, I think he generally takes some time. I think he can at least go run a ball for the first couple of overs. Utapah, I'm not entirely sure because, again, he, like Dhoni, had uh, an awful season last time and, you know, he hasn't really played much since then. So, uh, you know, from the known quantities, I think Raidu could potentially f- slot into that role, maybe not as not as aggressive or as flashy as QDK, but uh, I would say at least, you know, the, the way that uh, Chris Lynn currently is filling in for Quentin Decock, uh, I think he can at least, you know, sort of uh, reach that level
0: of... Yeah, that's actually a good point because even I was thinking that Rydu is probably the best choice to open with because he wasn't really doing much in the middle orders. Like even if you look at the 2019 season, Rydu sort of tapered off. He didn't have the same sort of returns that he offered CSK that he gave in 2018. He scored about above 600 runs in the title-winning season. And he was the highest scoring batsman, and CSK played completely away from home in that whole season. So. It shows that Raidu was definitely a key key performer. And he's been a key performer for Mumbai too at the Vank Day. And he used to come in the top three, top four pretty regularly. So Raidu is someone who knows this ground. And he would definitely have to play in the top three positions for me too. There's another interesting batsman that I would think could slot in, which is purely based on his historical style, which is Robin Utapah. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot of international cricket recently and yes, he's only been playing a lot of domestic tournaments. But he's he seemed to be in good touch in the shy Mr Kali at least. He he was constantly giving Kela a lot of uh, squash buckling innings and runs. And he did well at the opening slot. So if CSK want to play utappa somewhere in the eleven, I think it has to be in the power play phases because he definitely can take the game away from you in those times.
1: Yeah. So, my thing is, is Kutapa a guaranteed starter? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. So, I'm, we're, we're trying to look at uh, what order people can play so that it kind of maximizes their ability. So, like I said, Raya, to playing at number four. I'm not entirely convinced of that because I think that's sending him too late. Mm. And I think you kind of want maybe, Rana. you don't want any lower than three because I think, again, late, Period, Rana, I think you want to give him some time at the top of the order where he can settle. Uh, Faf, Faf, at four, Faf can do well at four because he can accelerate pretty fast, uh, given his recent 2020 exploits. Moinali Ali can go anywhere. Uh, Dhoni, Jadeja, they're s- decently flexible. So then we get to opening. So we've got three options between Utapa Gaikwad, and Raidu. I like the stability that Gaikwad gives. Theoretically, you know, when he was healthy last season, Uh, He looked like a really like solid, you know, the kind of batsman that might actually carry the bat for the team or play a long innings Mm -hmm. and just uh, everybody else plays around them. Uh, And so if, depends on what version of Utapa we're getting, depends on uh, how Dhoni decides to start, like what combination he decides to start with, because that could really uh, affect it. And so if Robin Utapa is not starting and Gerquard gets off to a flyer, we -hmm. might not get to see that version of Robin Utapa that we hopefully want uh so you know the it's interesting decisions dhoni would have to make i would personally start with Raidu and Gaikwad at um, at uh, one and two mm-hmm. uh and uh, and also try raina uh, because i think I, I i i still have some hope with him yeah uh, okay. that's that's, that's a little biased that's a little biased i guess but yeah I, 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 I mean, I also think Dhoni is going to start with Rana. I don't think Dhoni drops Rainer unless
0: yeah. there's an injury or something. So, yeah, yeah, I I doubt Rainer not playing the first few games. At least he's going to definitely be playing for CSK as much as we want him to not start, given his recent uh, lack of match practice. It's he's definitely going to be one of those first names in the team sheet. Uh, but interesting <laughs> opening combinations, though. Like yeah, like you said, CSK have like a plethora of openers. But finding the two that would uh, stick and do the right performances at the Wankhede, I think for me, that should be Raidu and uh, either Raidu or Utapah uh, as one of the aggressors, along with uh, Faf or Gaykot, because both of them can hold in an name and they play well. And um, I think the fact that CSK have a, a lot of flexibility within their opening and top order choices, it gives them that uh, wiggle room to try different combinations based on the situation. But uh, it also is necessary that CSK uh, fix one spot as the anchor and one spot as the aggressor. And I think uh, that way we should always have the correct combination to go forward. And so, because of that, I think it'll either be ride or Utapah to open up. Along with uh, Faf, mostly. And, as much as I want Gaikwad to start, I don't see him starting just because uh, of the different senior options that we have, and we all know how how uh, CSK likes to play. So I think yeah. Gaikwad may not make the first few games, at least.
1: So last season, Delhi Capitals had a fairly like ordinary opening list, and then as the playoffs started, they went with the Stoinis Dhawan combination, yeah. which I think could have potentially been the combination throughout. And mm-hmm. that somewhat weakened their middle order and their finishing ability. Uh, but I think maybe there are um, there are cases where, uh, you know, we could try a Faf Moin Ali or a Sam Curran Faf, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. combination.
0: Yeah, actually, Mo Ali, I think he suits the opening spot more than the middle orders or the finisher role. Because if you look at his uh, numbers from T20s in general, he's he's been brilliant at the top in the uh, English T20 competitions, the domestic ones. So, like, uh, and he genuinely likes to strike the ball well. So, some a player like him, if he if he has that freedom to go out in the power play and uh, get a few good starts, I think he he'll, he'll essentially do what. We expected Shane Watson to do. And Shane Watson did that pretty well in 2018 and to an extent in 2019. Tapered off a lot in 2020, had a few flashes here and there, but wasn't enough. But I think Moin Ali can definitely do that role in the opening slot. So yeah, again, I think we're just gonna keep going down this rabbit hole of trying to fit the two openers from the eight or so options that CSK have to put them there.
1: So I think the one Thing. So going again to the Wang Kede element, mm. uh, the one interesting area that they have, I mean the one I would say undeniable strength that Chennai has is the options at the spin department mm. uh, and also the versatility with the options. So out of all of our spinners, and I would say all of these guys are legitimate spinners that can give us four overs. So we've got uh, Moin Ali, Ravindra Jadeja, Krishnapa, Gautam, Mitchell, Satner, all good batsmen, all capable batsmen. So that would potentially bolster the depth, especially because at this point, I think Ravindra Jadeja is just a, a solid batsman. Like I trust him mm-hmm. even at number six. Uh, so given given how well Jadeja and even Moynali can play and they can be legitimate middle order batsmen and you can actually slot in Gautam at eight or Santner at eight, depending on your foreign combination. And then also potentially have Tahir in there or Karan Sharma like that is just a, a whole plethora of spin options that you can exploit. in, in I Yeah, Karan Sharma, I mean, yeah, Sharma is more on the, you know, sort of if he, you know, maybe once in a while he can give you a good innings. But yeah, so a lot of versatility with the spin options. They're all good spinners. I, I trust them. I trust them more than Piyush Chawla and Harbhajan Singh. So uh, you know, I mean, there's a limit to how well you can bowl in Wankade anyway, but yeah, I, I like the, the List of options.
0: Yeah, I think uh, this kid did well in the auction to go and get them that variety in the auction and have that squad depth, depth that they wanted, which they lacked last year. But coming back to that middle order options that we're saying and the Vankade element, uh, going back to how Mumbai lined up in 2019, they had Ishan Kishin, Hardik Pandya, and Kairan Polar coming in at four, five, and six. Now, we all know Ishan Kishin, he, he loves to hit sixes, he, he tries to hit sixes as much as possible. Hardik Pandya and Kyron Pollard—they like we don't like we don't have to even try and define them. They are batsmen who have serious intent. So when you have a middle order like that, and you have two genuine finishers in Hardik Pandya and Kyron Pollard coming in after the 12th or the 14th over, whenever a wicket falls, that was probably not to the,
1: mention Ben Cartin.
0: Oh yeah, they had that. Ben Cartin too in that lineup. Yeah, so they they literally batted till number eight, and all of them. Like, even Krunal Pandya, who is their rainy day man, like if number four, five, and six don't click, even Krunal Pandya is someone who plays with a lot of positive intent. So, that lineup, that whole middle and lower order, it was filled with players who will try and score boundaries, which is exactly how you have to play in the Wankade. Because if you look at the way Mumbai have accelerated from being at 47 for one or two in the end of the power play to about 175, that's that's a significant acceleration. So, how, how exactly would we see this being adapted to the Chennai lineup? Who would be the ideal four, five, and six? Because looking at that, I think Ravindra Jadeja is going to be one person who's definitely playing the Kyron Pollard role or the, or the Hardik Pandya role, where they come on after the 12th over and start playing in those shots, the big shots. We saw a bit of those uh, last season in the UAE when Jadeja did score well and he's been in good form for India too. So, how who would accompany Jadeja in, or sandwich Jadeja literally in playing these roles for them?
1: So, the one interesting thing to note with uh, Mumbai is that this is kind of an embarrassment of riches, right? So, in this lineup, necessarily speaking, uh, one of them gets underutilized, or even two of them. I think uh, Mumbai has never really, like they had been cutting this time, and you know, this year they have the Jimmy Nishim, mm-hmm. uh, you know to to sort of fit in that same role but I don't think that they'll want to use that too much because this is just too much right they're, they're going to underutilize one of them and they could potentially use that to bolster their bowling lineup you know like uh, they've always like you know two gun bowlers from from you know o- two overseas gun bowlers like Johnson and Malinga, Malinga, Delhara, Fernando, last year bolt and Pattinson or bolt in All this year I think it's going to be the same so I, I don't think we need quite this much, this level of you know, uh, you know batting depth at least to that like this level. And you know, every single one of them is a high-level hitter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, I think Jareja is pretty important. I think and I think Jareja is also fairly you know uh, level-headed. Like I think uh, in a trickier situation, I trust them more than Paul Ballar, Ranjul Pandya, even Hardik Pandya. So de- de- uh, and. I think you know much like the last few seasons since CSK has come back, they've actually so many games they've won because of the bowling. The bowling has bailed them out time and time again. So, and this year I'm pretty impressed with the bowling as well, fast, fast and spin. You know, so uh, in in those situations, obviously Jareja is really good. Uh, obviously, he's also a very you know positive intent player. Moin Ali is definitely going to be that. I think there should be certain. Moin Ali should be a Player that you should you know, use. Uh, all these guys should be used with respect to the situation because they really don't have any set position. Moeen Ali hasn't had a set batting position for like eight years, like four or five years now. You know, he's just been doing, he's just been slotting in wherever needed. So yeah. I think uh, I would like to sometimes see Moyan Ali at four or five as well to, you know, maybe try and blow the game wide open. I think Again, it's, it's, I think this all revolves around Dhoni though, because I think Jadeja can play at six or seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same with Mohin Ali. And I think that's how it's going to be. It's going to be Jadeja six, Mohin Ali seven or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Dhoni still loves uh, Dwayne Bravo enough, but I'm assuming if Bravo plays he'll be at eight. Uh, I hope Karan is the guy that's starting and he plays at number eight and Karan is also another floater. So I think the six, seven, eight is pretty solid. So I think that number five spot. Is probably going to be Dhoni, mm-hmm. or in a weird situation, maybe Dhoni decides to move up, push Rana down, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Dhoni Rana four and five, or three and five, that those guys are the what version of them are we actually getting? Are we getting free flowing Rana? Rana at his peak is uh, you know one of the most effortless scorers yeah. of the cricket ball, right? Dhoni is a little more, you know, muscle muscle it out and you know sort of play feel himself in and then you know go after it. But uh, I, I I I think uh, the matchups that they get are going to be a big um, a big thing. Where I think Dhoni is one of those players that can really take advantage of weaker bowlers and get himself going. You know, I, I, I recall like a lot of those seasons he was hitting bowlers like Jaydev Unadkat or Dhawal Kulkarni out for six. You know, he wasn't really hitting everybody there. So I think um, he's probably going to look at who Mumbai is bowling at this point, or who the opposition team is bowling. I think leg spinners or left-arm spinners. I think he's probably going to reserve himself in those situations, probably let Jadeja or Moinali have have a go at them. So I think that uh, that's all, the other thing about having left-hand or right-right-hand combinations there. So the if my five, six, seven, eight is Dhoni, Jadeja, Moynali, and Sam Karan, I think that's pretty good. Again, the ceiling for this is high. And I think it's all dependent on Dhoni because yeah. if he clicks, then it's, they're world beaters. But otherwise, uh, I think it's a little iffy because I don't think we can expect Moeen Ali and Ravindra Jadeja to give you beginnings every 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 match. I, I don't think they can do that too much.
0: Yeah, I that, think- we, They're I, not meant for that load. Exactly, we might even expect, like, or uh, not expect, we might even see that Jadeja adapts to that a lot more than Moin Ali jadeja has been that sort of player when when you need runs jadeja tries and gets you those runs uh, and it was an interesting point that you made in uh, how dhoni would try and slot himself based on the situation when the opposition's now bolt to dhoni for example let's take kolkata night riders year after year they reserve sunil narayan for when dhoni walks out and dhoni has not managed to score, score a single boundary of narayan yet that's his <laughs> Or maybe he has, but I don't remember when he actually tried to. Because like, I, every time Narayan comes into bowl, Dhoni just goes into a shell. And this has been the case with a lot of spinners. Uh, so maybe that's something Dhoni wants to rectify this year. Because even in the practice, focus, we've been seeing him play a lot of spin. And he's been trying to smash them out. So maybe we might see a a different Dhoni. And maybe all that practice does help out. That uh, if, if we look at even the Delhi game that's coming today, today evening. They might keep a few hours of Ashwin and maybe Amit Mishra if he starts. They might keep them in the bank to see if they can test Dhoni and limit his hitting powers. So, yeah, but like you said, Dhoni being at five, is definitely going to be key in getting those big, accelerated uh, scores at the end for CSK, especially given that the Wong today where you need to score about 170, 180 to get a result.
1: Yeah, so the Dhoni dilemma is as such, right? So the ideal situation for Dhoni is that he has a decent number of overs, so he at least gets a little bit of time to settle in and base himself. But that, those are the overs where they're going to bowl the bowlers like Sunil Nara and Ravichandran Ashwin, any of the mystery spinners that you have, uh, yeah. Varam Chakravarti, Ravi Vishnu, all of these guys are going to have a go at them, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, ideally, but so matchup wise you want to send Dhoni at the very depth. Like, you want him to, like, come in last two over, start hitting from ball one. That's obviously not his style. He has done that sometimes. But that's when you're like, okay, if you don't have, you know, I, I don't think every single team has the most consistent set of death bowlers. They, each team has about one. Mm. So, I think Dhoni is the guy who has to target the other bowlers, come in maybe last Three, four overs max, just play as a pure death batsman. Um, That'll also be a new version of Dhoni. Uh, I don't know which is less likely whether he suddenly becomes a good player of spin Mm -hmm. or he suddenly becomes a guy that can accelerate from ball one. But uh, we're going to need some sort of paradigm shift for Anas Dhoni in this.
0: I guess we can also try and see that. In the last year, there was a lot of pressure on Dhoni because the batting lineup was constantly faltering. So maybe there was added pressure on Dhoni to try and take the things a lot more deeper than they needed to have been, and then start firing. Uh, maybe this year with the added impetus of a Moiranglia or a Kegaltham in the lineup, uh, him knowing that there's going to be a genuine, positive intent batsman coming after him, like an extra one at least he might play a lot more freely. We saw that with Glenn Maxwell last evening, knowing that there's A.B. De Villers coming after him. He he started going at the spinners, playing with switch hits, like, I think from the fifth ball or the third ball or something. So, maybe we might see Dhoni play a lot more of his natural game and a lot more free-flowing he comes in at five, knowing that there's a lot more genuine, positive hitting batsmen coming after him. So, I
1: guess maybe one last thing that we can go over is the bowling, right? So, Mm-hmm. Uh, i think the ideal overseas combination for chennai is Park, Moin, sam Curran, and uh, either one of Berendorf or lungi and ngidi i think ngidi is going to get the start um, so i think that that's the ideal combination that's very flexible you have two all rounders uh, a batsman that's fairly flexible and uh, both ngidi and Berendorf can be used in um, i mean Berendorf is more of a power play only bowler but ngidi can be used both places right so I, I like um, I like that combination. So the, the one main player that I'm looking at is Mitchell Santner, who I think is sort of a complete redundancy because now they have Krishna Prabatham and Ravindra Chadeja. and uh, so that the more Indian options, the less they need that type of overseas player. They also have Mohin Ali as a finger spinner. So I would be looking at the trade deadline for because Mitchell Santner is an asset. He's a 2020 star. He's a very good 2020 player. He's an asset. I think they can get uh, a decent batsman for him, you know, because I think our bowling is fairly uh, you know our, our our depth is a little more than I think we're ever gonna use so
0: yeah,
1: I, I think that's that that's the name that I'm looking at whereas like I don't see how he slots him at all you know yeah, it, it, again it, it's yeah. wonky it's a batting ground like Actually, what is, it what it, is the ceiling for an economy rate bowler you know?
0: Yeah, it feels like if we have to play a power play specialist over, a, let's say, an extra fast bowler, then satna would be that option. Like, if if at all we want to play an overseas floater like how Mumbai had in 2019, where Ben Cutting or Joseph or Evan Lewis, they were, they were essentially floaters who came in for four or five games at the most and did the job based on the opposition. So, if we had a floater option in this eleven, then satna should be that person, especially given the high-scoring grounds that we're playing at. And the economy rate that Santana goes at, he goes at under 7 in the power plays, which is it's pretty decent. But um, yeah, like you said, the chances of that happening, pretty low. Because we already have a lot of power play specialists. Like if you think about it, there's Deepak Chahar. He's going to definitely open the bowling with the new ball. There's Sam Patton, and then there's, there's a Krishna Pagautama Majadeja, and even Moin Ali, who all can bowl in the power play. And, uh, Dhoni loves using spinners at least one or two overs in the power play. Like we've seen Harbhajan Singh do that at Chipok, and he's definitely been a genuine wicket-taking option for us in the power play in the past. So it's it, we do look pretty well stocked. So if CSK try and be a bit unconventional this season and go for the trade option, then Mitchell Santner would probably be the one who gets traded for a good good bat spin, because that yeah the batting in especially in the middle orders would could use with. Some more firepower. Yeah. Top order
1: anchor is What concerns me really. That's that's and even the opening aggressor. So I mean, any one of those, if we can slot, you know, another another guy.
0: Yeah, someone like uh, Al is actually like. I, I'm surprised he's not been picked up in the auction once again. He's he's been in terrific form. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would like to see CSK do something at the at the trade in the trade yeah. window because, the, I I mean, the last few years they've been a particularly conservative side. So uh, I think you know I I would like to see them you know go out on them especially if they're like you know if they if they start the this thing their first eight games they're four and four or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, then it would make sense to you know uh, go for a trade like that and and try to push themselves into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully we do see CSK pull off some unconventional things this year because it's it's been calling out for CSK to adapt to the. The modern way the T Twenty is being playing, and it's 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 a long time coming. The sport is aging, and we can see that. We saw a lot of shades of that last year. Um, coming coming to today's game, game against Delhi, and they they're definitely going to be a team to beat this year once again. Uh, just a reminder of how Delhi played at the Wonk Day last time. They scored two hundred and thirteen runs for the loss of six wickets, and it was none other than Rishabh Pant there new captain who top scored with about 78 runs in that game. And he, he took the attack to the Mumbai bowlers. So, given how well Delhi played at the Wankhede last time, do you think it's going to be a bit of a psychological advantage for them coming in here and trying to score big again? Because uh, CSK have not won at the Wankhede since the 2018 final. So, and even then, they, they, they did blitzkrieg that game, and that was Watson who was doing it. So, they had they had the positive intent batsman back then. But do you think Delhi are going to come in here and try to play the same two thirteen type innings once again?
1: Batting-wise, they definitely could. Uh, especially, I mean, depends on how they play, uh, what overseas combination they take. Uh, I, do they go with Smith or Hetmeier? I I mean, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. I think mm. uh, there there is a scenario where Stoinis, Dhawan, and Punt kind of just take the game away. But there's also a scenario where after, like, say, a 60 in six over start that mm. Delhi just undergoes an epic collapse. I mean, the thing that I'm looking at is Rishabh Punt, the new captain. Mm. So I mean, I'm sure Ricky Ponting's going to have a lot of input with the batting order, but like, I, I'm very interested to see how Punt... Uh, Fares as captain, I mean, his personality is quite different. He's kind of like a a much lighthearted yeah. guy. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what what he does, um, how much uh, Ashwin and Smith and the others would be dele- talking to him and delegating stuff. So um, I'm more interested in how he does the bowling rotations, the fielding placements. How he, how does he use uh, his fast bowlers? I don't. Is Rabada available today?
0: No, all the South Africans are all
1: the South. So yeah. they're not in for a bit, right? So yeah, so he doesn't have his two best bowlers really, right? <laughs> with uh, with uh, Robada and Nadir. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how that goes because I think this is put I mean, Rashad Pond could either uh, single-handedly win the match or single-handedly lose the match for Delhi. So uh, you know, I I. We'll see. I, psychological. I think Punt will be in a, under a lot of pressure. Right. I, mean, I don't think they're going to rest their laurels on one game in 20, 2019, So um, okay. I think I think there's going to be a pressure on a few few players. If if Smith plays, you know, I think he's going to have a much more limited leash uh, with this team than he did in Rajasthan. So he'd be under a little bit of pressure to perform well if he plays. Um,
0: yeah, but I also like, feel that, like I think. Steve Smith is that kind of player who thrives under
1: pressure. Oh, oh he, yeah, obviously he he's he's someone I can trust to you know uh, rise above it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the others I think you know losing Shreyas Iyer is a, is I think going to be somewhat of a uh, sneaky underrated blow to them. You know not just captain wise I think mm. uh, I think he's the kind of anchor. I think he's the perfect foil to Rishabh Pant mm. uh, in a way that and you know that also you know peers and stuff so i think uh i mean i'm i'm very interested uh to to see how this fares uh, ms dhoni versus rishabh pant as a, a captaincy battle
0: it's been uh, marketed as the the old versus the new so yeah it, it's definitely been like the marketing teams have been doing their bit in tracing the hype yeah. of the game and and other-
1: rishabh pant ends up being a good captain he has exceeded all of my expectations oh
0: so yeah that is
1: I mean, that is just, there's like nothing that can stop this guy. At this point. Yeah.
0: It'd be fun to see if he, he captains the way he bats, because like if he captains as positively and as aggressively as he as he bats, then Delhi might be a fierce, fierce team to play, because they definitely have the players to play in that sort of philosophy. Like we take a look at Prithvi Shaw, if he starts hitting and he's hit, milling the ball, we saw how he played the Vijay Hazare, he's been like scoring bucket loads of runs, so, and given that they're opening the game at Wonka day this time, I think Delhi have a good chance if they play a lot of aggressive cricket.
1: Maybe maybe he's the next Darren Sandler. I mean, that would that would that would be pretty fun. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mov- moving to more of uh, how the teams are going to fare fare at the Wonka day. Who do you think is going to be the X factor for CSK and let's also say Delhi because they're the ones opening the game uh, this year at the Wonka day.
1: Uh, X-factor for CSK, I think throughout, in the Wankere specifically, I think it's going to be Uh Ali. Uh, like, because I I want to see how he's utilized cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does he get to goal, how much does he get to back? Uh, there's so many permutations and combinations as to how you can use a guy like Mohin Ali. And the range of results you can get with him are, are massive. I think the thing with Dhoni and Raina and uh, with up, uh, guys like these, I'm hoping that they're doing great. Hmm. But at least for now, I'm keeping my expectations somewhat muted. Uh, Moy- and Moinali is the kind of guy that they got who can fit around any of these guys. So I think he's the X factor because of both ends. Uh, he's also probably going to be the wicket taking spinner out of him and Jarela. So I think he's the one. For Delhi, I think it's, it's Rishabh Pond. I think the team goes how Pant goes.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah.
1: So your yeah. punt last IPL, I wasn't particularly impressed with him, but mm-hmm. he's on a an unbelievable hot streak. So,
0: yeah, he's he's been in good form. So yeah, but my my X-factor for Delhi is also Pant. and I think for Chennai, it's it's a little harder to pick. But if if I had to pick that X-factor, I'm gonna go with Sam Curran because he's he's been brilliant for CSK in the limited time that it's in the fourteen games last year. He he's been brilliant and. He's coming in off some good form too. So, I think he's going to definitely like batting on these wickets. So, even if he gets, let's say, 10 balls to bat, I'm I'm looking at Sam Curran scoring a 40 or a 35 of 10 balls. Like, he, he definitely has the capability of doing that. So, uh, I think he's one player who can definitely take the game away from the bowling side, especially if CSK are batting first. And that brings me to the next or the follow-up question. Uh, How do you think teams are going to play after they win the toss? Are they going to go bowling first? Are they going to go batting first? Because historically, in 2019 at least, Mumbai won more of the games bowling first.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to chase on this. I think due is always a factor with a team game. Uh, uh, How much of a factor it is is always variable. But I I think I'd like to chase. Especially with a team like Chennai, the kind of players that they have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of, they've got, you know, very experienced, you know, guys that can read situations in pitch as well, at the very least. Uh, so, you know, guys like Fah, Raidu, Rana, Pujara, Dhoni. So, I think they'd want to get an assessment of the pitch uh, and with the, bowl, with the bowling first. Um, and then, you know, and, and I think the onus will be on Delhi. I mean, Delhi is probably not going to be too sure of how aggressive they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, and and what the power score might be in this situation as well. So uh, I I I would definitely. I mean, if I'm either team, I'd like to I'd like to bowl first. Actually, I'd like to get a good read on the pitch. I think even Ricky Ponting would probably really like. uh really like that. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like twenties is like a uh, much Easier game when you know what you're chasing. And it feels like a completely different sort of strategy game, too, when you're chasing, because you know exactly what you got to do. But when you're batting, it's it's a bit more of a task to estimate engage and try and put on those big scores, especially at pitches like the Wonk Day where you know you have to hit big, but you don't know if you've got enough. No. There was this one game in 2019 IPL itself where Punjab scored about 195 odd runs and Generally, that's a winning score, but with the batting of Mumbai Indians and also the Day aspect, uh, they chased it down, they chased down the 190 yards. So, big scores at grounds like these or even the one at Bangalore and stuff, these grounds are known for big chases and also big scoring games. So, I think Chennai typically have always been a chase-loving team and I think they're definitely going to still enjoy chasing at, at the Day
1: i think the only situation where we see chennai start to bat first after winning the toss would be if they get enough confidence in their batting lineup to do something like that because i think i mean the old chennai model was always to be to outbat the opposition because and uh, let the run rate be another bowler essentially you know mm. so uh in, in in i i don't think this chennai team would want to do it too much um you know so and I think they trust their bowling enough. I think they've got enough wicket taking options. I think, um, you know, they. I think they're going to really try and, and go hard in the power plays to try and get wickets, be a little aggressive, right? and uh, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I hope Rana at the very least has retained his reflexes in the slips at sort of the point, you know. So,
0: yeah, fielding is one aspect that CSK definitely needs to up their game because. Otherwise, like how Dhoni used to say we have been already starting at ten for no loss at zero point zero. It probably was a higher ceiling last season.
1: I mean I still I, I they still got very good fielders in the side. I mean uh, so you know Faf still excellent, Jadeja is arguably the best in the world. So I I mean I still think they have got very good personnel there. Rana potentially is still great. So, you mm-hmm. know, um I, I I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think Chennai has a lot more, I I would have a lot more confidence in this bowling attack to try and do what Bangalore did yesterday.
0: Yeah. And interestingly, Bangalore backed their youngster in Harshal Patel. Do you see CSK doing anything of that sort to the two new guys they've picked up? Like Hari Sankar Reddy, for instance, he's been bowling pretty well in the nets. He had a good Shahid Mustakali trophy also. He hits the 140-145 ceiling and he bowls a lot of Yorkers. Do you think he has any chances of getting a few games?
1: Few games. I mean, it would it would have to be like a really bad season for Chahar and Thakur for that to happen. I don't see that happening because I, I mean I don't even think Kohli would try that because uh, you know it took a long time for Kohli to drop someone like Umesh Yadav. So I yeah. think Chahar you could potentially say last season was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still hope that he has uh, something in the pathway. I think. Chahar Samkaran opening the bowling, mm. one guy swinging it outside, one guy swinging it inside. I think that's a pretty good combination. Uh, Shahdol Thakur, I don't know how he gets wickets, but he just does. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I, they would have to have really bad seasons so, for uh, anyone else to get a shot. I think I, I think Dhani likes them and wants to keep them yeah. around.
0: Yeah, well, that that brings us to the last section of today's podcast, which is um, how do you think uh, CSK are going to fare at the Wonk day and how much do you think they're going to score on an average if they're batting first?
1: That's hard. I would conservatively place it at 160. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that, that that would probably be this thing. I think 160 to about 195.
0: I think would be the. Oh, that's a big range. The, it's a wide range. Yeah, because, I
1: mean, so I, I, I think I, I think if everything clicks, uh, it's uh, I think I think their top score will probably be something around 195. The mean would probably be something like 170, hmm. 168, 170, something like that, in one hmm. Uh As far as like my assessment of the current form goes. Will that be enough potentially? I mean, uh, I think I think the bowling is good enough for that. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. I think I think Ch- uh, Chennai has how many games of the one Around half of their games.
0: Uh, no, I think they're playing five games of the one day. Five. Yeah. Okay, five games. Yeah, five. Two. Two short of half.
1: So, so I think that's that's that's. I think that's kind of fun. So I think that gives them a cushion, you know, if they. If they go, if if they're two and three at the end of this, end of this run, I think that's still pretty good uh, as a cushion for the for the rest of the season. Uh, we've had many famous seasons where Chennai have come back from a, a bad start, um, and and perhaps uh, perhaps they could do, you know, optimist optimistically, I'd like I'd like a three into four and one type record. With,
0: yeah, because if yeah, I feel the same way, because if uh, CSK are uh, they have the same luck with the tosses that Dhoni usually has, then they mostly go to chase, and I feel like they're going to easily chase down uh, 170-ish totals. They have the batting to do it this time. Whether they have the bowling to limit oppositions, um, yeah, you could potentially say they do. Uh, if it's a target between 170 to 180, I definitely see this batting lineup at the Wanke Day. Getting those targets if they play with like a lot of positive intent and they have a few batsmen who can do that this time and they're all in form, so I definitely see CSK getting a three is to two ratio at least at the Vankar Day and taking that forward towards a strong potential top four finish.
1: Yeah, I mean I think a 170 chase. I think I I really like Faf in that situation. Uh, hmm. So I I think he's he's really good. For, for that situation. I also like, I mean, if we get the good version of value, I, I really like those two guys mm. in, in that situation. So if, uh, if the bowling can do that, which I, th- I think they can. So uh, I think that would be a pretty good, uh, pretty good start to, play, to this idea of the gym.
0: Right then, so quick predictions. Highest run scorer, highest wicket taker, and uh, CSK's final position.
1: For the season, highest uh, run scorer and wicket taker. I think highest run scorer is going to stay fast this year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, highest wicket taker. That's going to be interesting. Uh, who plays? Um, okay, this is this is actually very interesting. Highest wicket taker. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on. With him. I'm gonna say Shreyas Thakur. Oh
0: okay, because <laughs> that was going to be the option that I was going to as well. I think my highest run scorer is going to be as well and the wicket-taker was also going to be Shardul Thakur. I was on the defense of uh, Deepak Chahar because I think if he has that similar season as 2018 then uh, he's a genuine power play wicket-taker and he's still good enough to get you two good overs in the power play so if he puts up enough pressure in the first two overs, I do see him taking a wicket in the third uh, and sustain a bit of pressure and get some form. So it's between Shardul and Deepak Chahar for me.
1: I think Chahal can get get like twelve to fifteen wickets. I think that would be a good good season for him. I think that's a good place to manage his expectations. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think Dhoni and Kohli have both somehow found out a way to strategically use Shardul Thakur. Like they mm-hmm. bowl him in the right spots, and uh, he tends to get. Uh, he's yeah. kind of like the Liam Plunkett type <laughs> guy. He's a lot of China, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting good middle out of wickets. he's breaking partnerships. So I, I I like that. So I think Shogun PowerPoint is a, a mm-hmm. good shot. CSK's final position. I mean, I'm gonna say fourth or third, one of those two. Well,
0: yeah, I I'm going with a four or a five. I think they'll just about make top four. So I think they'll be they wouldn't comfortably make it, they'll just about make it. It's either four or five. Yeah. But I it's mean, not logical,
1: I, but Championship pedigree is a thing, so I'm I'm hoping yeah. you know Dhoni still has some of that magic. And, you know, yeah. all of these guys have won a lot.
0: Pretty so. determined, like Dhoni seems pretty determined this time. So I hope he's not that determined to prove that his methods are right. I I feel like he's more determined to prove that this team still still has good cricket in them. So that's why I'm going to say that they sneak in the top four. They they'll have a good season. They'll sneak in the top four. I don't see them going beyond the eliminator though.
1: I mean, no. Once you get to the playoffs, it's one-off. So anything can happen. I think uh, from there, you know, you just <laughs> hope for the best.
0: Yeah, you hope for so, so yeah. the best. Yeah.
1: The, I the control think... factor is always the regular, the regular season,
0: these yeah. 14 games. So yeah, so yeah, I, I just I just feel like the eliminator that one-off game may not go towards CSK's way, but yeah, you never know. It's it's the playoffs. So yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a fun discussion, and yeah, hope hope that you guys join us for episode two. We'll We'll probably know the topic of episode two after tonight's game or maybe after a few more games because we're trying to be, uh, get more targeted topics. I hope you had a fun listen and always leave feedback. Uh, you can you can reach us out on Instagram and the other platforms and uh, we'll, we'll leave a link to all that in the description. So yeah, uh, uh, have a good game tonight, guys, and let's hope for a good uh, start from CSK once again.
1: Yeah, bye-bye.